This is the Comedy Kiosk podcast by Monday and Munoz. Please welcome Monday and Munoz. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Kiosk, a podcast in which we discuss news, opinions, facts and ideas about comedy. My name is Igor Monday and I'm David Munoz. And last weekend we went on tour and recorded an episode about it while we were on tour, while we were in Resign, one of the two places we performed at. And, and we hated ourselves while doing it. <laughs> yeah, we were we were kind of tired, half asleep. It was the morning before we left uh, back to back home and uh, we haven't had our coffee yet, we haven't woken up properly and we mostly discussed the tour itself like the two cities yeah. where we went and how the shows went and what the venues were like and uh, in general when you go on a tour what can you expect from the organizer the venues and so on yeah. today we wanted to talk a bit more about life on tour but talk about some kind of behind the scenes moments and how it is to actually as a let's say struggling comedian yeah. a part of the semi-professional circuit mm -hmm. that you're trying to build yourself how is it to go out to perform in different cities or even different countries what are some funny stories what are the benefits of it what can you earn why the hell do we do this yeah basically to try to answer to uh, this to try to answer this question to ourselves and to you <laughs> why would anyone do this yeah it's like a retrospective right now and we're just wondering why did we just do that what the hell was the point <laughs> lessons learned we yeah. also we also are recording this not just for the podcast purposes but to listen back and mm. to see like to try to rationalize rationalize to ourselves why are we doing this <laughs> so uh during this one so this one was i think third time i went to Voronezh and maybe fifth time i went to resign uh -huh. for addition, me it was second no third time in no, second time in Voronezh. Yeah. And third time in Rizan. Yeah. And then besides this, we went to St. Petersburg. I remember once together, there mm -hmm. was a festival. I went like maybe two more times on my own mm -hmm. to perform there. And uh, we've been to other like countries as well and performing and so on. So it is a thing that we both do and we had mm -hmm. have some experience at this point. Yep. So what can you, can you remember some kind of stressful, hard, <laughs> uh, maybe funny, dangerous or something like this stories or situations? situations uh, from the from the tours that you could tell us that can maybe better illustrate the life on tour that it's yeah. not all you know like helicopters limousines caviar and presidential Wait, suites we can get those uh, <laughs> we're supposed to get that shit we we cannot that's no. the point oh, that's right. why yeah. Yeah. that's why we do these kind of tours yeah. but what was what were some kind of moments that you can maybe uh, recollect and that could uh, illustrate the life on tour yeah uh, well, okay. One that I mentioned before when you asked me about this Trans-Siberian and you were saying like, how did I book them and stuff like that. And I mentioned that, you know, I just sent out on the VK page, you know, the difference on different venues at that point, that was more like on the spur of the moment. So the first Irkutsk was like, yes, let's do it. Get the opportunity. Well, on the other hand, the Vladivostok comedy group were just very like, yeah, we have an open mic. You can show up, you know. They probably don't know any English. It's like, geez, what the hell's the point? So it's that depending on the who's, who's the organizer and how proactive they are and how involved they are and how much they want to put an effort in, mm -hmm. uh, I would say is one thing that sticks out. The other one is things like when you messaged me the day before we were going to Voronezh and I missed part of the message because it was like three messages and I got the gist that we needed to book 
the Verona's accommodation. And I thought, oh, I thought we already booked that. Oh, I guess we only did the Razan one. And I didn't read the message before where you had mentioned that the person had canceled on us. So it was me sitting at home going through the message and going, oh shit, when I read it properly and then going, crap, 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 crap. So there was a letter and I like quickly trying to book and sending messages to you and you to me going, I hope you've booked it. It's like, oh, it's the rush. Oh shit, this is for Veronish. I thought it was Rizan actually at first. And I was like, oh crap. So it's that last minute where things fall apart. So it was the it was midnight yeah. before we went on the road, which was next day at eight in the morning, and yep. we would be in a train without connection, mm. without Wi-Fi, and then arrive without a place to check in. So that was kind of the last minute uh, because the Airbnb yeah. hostess or whatever landlady canceled on us the afternoon yeah. before the trip. And this is, I think, this doesn't happen to you know like Jerry Seinfeld. He Dad. books he books like a Hilton, mm. and they an afternoon before they're like, oh, we have someone else staying there sorry jerry it's cancelled <laughs> so this is i think this, this is this illustrates well the level that we're talking about <laughs> yeah. and the kind of things that we have to constantly like risk yeah. manage and crisis manage etc and yeah i mean and it's also kind of especially since we are both foreigners in this country and you're not sure how you will communicate some things or maybe yeah. you misunderstood something or maybe they just for some reason i don't know just decline you etc mm -hmm. so yeah and and on the in the other city right we booked yeah. a place in advance let's say two weeks in advance or something yeah but once we came at the time that we agreed to come the landlord wasn't there and he was like i'll be there in 10 15 minutes it was minus 26 i think that day yep. and we were standing outside on the street waiting for this man to come and unlock the flat freezing our asses off yeah even waited, with all the warm clothes on yeah waited for those 10 15 minutes waited for 20 minutes more uh, and then it was almost 40 minutes we've been standing outside on the cold i called the guy and i'm like hey where are you and he's like I'm inside in the flat. Should I open the door or something? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you, you'd think, right? Yeah, that you would you come dick. out and pick us up. So And he actually walked right past me. I just didn't know who he was. Yeah. And he didn't even bother because I'm waiting at the front. He didn't even bother to say, oh, are you the guy for the epic? No. Yeah. No, we, asshole didn't even make eye contact. Just walked straight in. The thing was, we also had like luggage. So that could yeah, indicate that we're not just standing there smoking or chatting. Slight it's just, clue. Yeah, slight clue. It's two, two guys speaking English in Resign waiting in front of your door and you don't like think that that might be the person that's staying at your airbnb so yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's an apartment by the way so it's not like we're standing in front of a house we're standing in front of an apartment building yeah just outside on the, yeah. on the street basically oh, bloody hell. so yeah and i mean this is something that i remember when we traveled around uh, northern europe last year mm. so in some places where it was possible we got an airbnb in some places it was like hostel or something like this i remember yeah. in copenhagen we got beds in a hostel, so not room, beds in a, I think, six people room right. in a hostel. How many because were there of you? Uh, it was three of us and the room uh -huh. was like three more randos in yep. the room. But also it's like a youth hostel. I mean, the problem was there was no way, it's not that we were like so cheap and we only like, we go to uh, expensive European countries and charge, I don't know, like 20 euros right. uh, for the ticket. But then we stay in the, the thing was like, we really couldn't find anything else that's near the venue because 
to Copenhagen, we arrived, let's say, at three in the afternoon, mm -hmm. something like this, and we were leaving next day at seven in the morning. So we had to check in fast, be like walking distance from the venue, and after the show, basically go to sleep because we had mm -hmm. another trip. And that was the whole, like, we were, I think, 12 days on tour. Mm -hmm. Every day was like, you come, you check in, you perform, you sleep, you check out, you travel. Yeah. You come, you check in every day. Uh, except we had, I think, two days in Berlin and two days in Tallinn. So out of 12 days, we stayed only twice in the same place more than one night. So yeah. at this point, it was one of the last ones, I think, uh, near the end of the tour. So we check into this hostel. There are other three people in the room. We're like, whatever, we just want to drop our stuff and go perform. So we go to the venue, we do the show, everything is fine. But then we come back and since it's a youth hostel, there is this like big common area or there's a bunch of people like sitting, drinking, talking, etc. We're like, okay, whatever. We pass them and we go to our room. The problem was our room was right next to that common area and the uh -huh. door was like facing that like room. Yeah. So around maybe midnight or midnight 30, someone pulls out the guitar <laughs> and starts like singing some Wonderwall or some shit. Yeah. And everyone joins in and starts singing. And for 30 minutes, it's like incredible loud. It's one in the night. It's like a Wednesday or something. Cause, yeah, yeah. And we are kind of trying to fall asleep, but we can't. And at one point, Oleg, Oleg Denisov, right? So he just stands up in his underwear, puts a t-shirt on, you know, like a bold, serious Russian man. Yeah. He goes into that room and goes, guys, Will you fucking shut up? People are trying to sleep here. This is not a disco. This is a hostel. <laughs> Hostels are for sleeping. Go to your rooms and make noise or go to the fucking street. And like 30 or I don't know, 40 people in that room just go like, okay. <laughs> and they disperse in like three minutes. It's good minutes. to have a bold Russian man with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like I, we, we could just hear him kind of from like through the door from the other, just kind of, woo, 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 woo. And like, I, I was afraid. Like, I thought, like obviously, Oleg is- Daddy's the, angry. Yeah, yeah. Daddy's in a bad mood. Everyone well, keep quiet. I mean, Oleg is one of the nicest, kindest yeah. people I know. But I mean, they were intolerable yeah. and, and they like, they, they just, if it was maybe 20 minutes and it was, I don't know, 10, 11 in the evening, okay, but at one in the night and they kept kind of singing and drinking, it could have yeah. been like three more hours and we had a flight in the morning. So it's, it's always like this with accommodation, right? Yeah, yeah. Like a risk, you don't know. In the flat where we checked in after the freezing on the street for 40 minutes, uh -huh. we come and the shower doesn't work and it's yep. really hard to like, you know, warm up because there is no hot water. Well, there is water, but the shower doesn't work. So you can't, so- It's like a hose, garden hose. Yeah, yeah. So you can just kind of just uh, cover yourself in water and, but not really like- Not, not all at once, just yeah. shoulder at a time. Shoulder at a time. Yeah. So yeah, and, and then what about what about some other things maybe i remember the we had some issues with the train because we're obviously taking trains not some kind of you know private yeah. driver or helicopter or whatever a yacht <laughs> so we took the national trains mm -hmm. and uh one we almost missed yep which was partially our fault but not yeah. really so we yeah. had to run and jump on the train yeah. and stuff like this yeah yeah yeah. Well, we had the coffee that the, I mean, it was delicious, very amazing, coffee. good coffee. She what, really what? took her time getting it all right. The problem was that she really took her time to get it perfectly right. I mean, it was delicious and the quiche was great. But I think that's the difference Ooh. between because we live in Moscow now, both of us, for quite a long time. Yeah. And Moscow is like a fast-paced city, yeah. right? The rhythm is so, it kind of forces you. So if you're getting a coffee to go, yeah. you're going to wait for it maybe two minutes because yeah. that's that's how baristas work like one takes the order one prepares everything and the third one makes yeah. your coffee so it's like because they know that people are in a rush 
But there, since it was, and it was like Sunday morning, was it? Monday morning? Monday. Tuesday morning. No, actually. Tuesday, Tuesday, yeah. But it was a holiday, but still Tuesday morning. We were the only customers in that cafe. Mm. And there was a young girl really taking her time to make this coffee, the best coffee in the world. Yeah. I enjoyed the coffee so much, but yeah. we did spend like 20 minutes waiting for it, <laughs> which was just enough time to make us almost late to the train and have to run and jump on I mean, it. Almost like we were late. <laughs> yeah, we were late. We so, were late. That was just nice enough to bring, put down the stairs again so that we can climb onto it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, you know, stuff like that, you know, that, that's, that's kind of the part and parcel. I mean, you know, it's that kind of chaos. It's that, you know, timing issue and all that sort of thing. But, um, it's interesting the people you meet, like, you know, even like, for example, that, that girl, she's, uh, she, she was, you know, nice, very pleasant, but also, you know, the people that, that you meet along the way also kind of make it fun. So do you have any experiences with this? Yeah. I remember people. Yeah, remember when we went, uh, it was 2019, I think, and we went to St. Petersburg for the festival. Mm -hmm. So we met up, uh, I don't I don't remember exactly, I think we all came at different times or something. It was yeah, me, you, and Because our room took a plane, I think. Yeah, and then, but you and me also didn't share a train no, no. or something. We came separately, I think. Separately, so I think I went like a night before or something. Yeah. Anyways, and then once we were all there, because we, you guys had one show and I had my own show so it is it was at seven i, I think yours yours was at seven mine was at seven thirty, something yeah. like this so we met up around let's say four mm. and we went to like the a pub yep on that same street like an irish pub yeah like an irish pub and we were like okay let's get some food and a beer mm. but then the waitress was like oh you're foreigners blah blah here have a shot of i don't know like tequila or something yeah, yeah. have a shot of tequila on the house and then we were like, okay, sure. And then one more on the house. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, okay, we're already drinking. Bring us one more beer as mm-hmm. well. So like 40 minutes in, we're singing to like Beatles <laughs> or something that was like blasting through the speakers. And uh, we actually, I think, I don't remember who it was. I think Arun or you mm-hmm. went up to some girls that were sitting next to us. Yeah, like some foreign. Wouldn't have been made then. There were, I think everyone, there were some foreign girls, like yeah. I think American maybe, sitting at a table next to us. And he was like, we heard you speak. Are you foreign? They're like, yeah. He's like, do you have some plans for tonight? Come to the show. Like we're doing a show in English. Oh, um, maybe that was me then. It was one of you. It was definitely yeah. not me. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Okay. It was not me. And basically, this is, this is how you, you know, like how you meet people i think it is yeah. great to meet people such way and for example when we go to these places uh, resign i think first few times we went we couldn't stay yeah. because we, we were taking a car back to moscow right after the show mm-hmm. but people really wanted to meet and hang out i don't know is it the foreigner factor the comedian factor the some kind of novelty factor i don't know what is it but people really wanted to hang out and meet us and talk and so on yeah. sadly we could never stay in Voronezh, we can stay because it's always Saturday. So we also go out with the people, have some drinks, have some food, maybe go dancing. And in the three times I've been there, I met like, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 wonderful people in total. Yeah. And yeah, I think this is very, very cool because otherwise, how would I ever meet those people and make friends in different cities and, and so on mm-hmm. if not? And I know that some people are like, okay, I came here for the gig. I'm in and out. Like I do my gig, I leave. Not yeah. like I, I didn't come here to make friends. I came yeah, here yeah. to do my show, to do my set. But for me, it's also a reason why I go because it's such an interesting thing that people don't want to just listen to your 15, 20 minutes of 
yeah. written jokes on stage, but they actually want to meet you as a person and to shake your hand, to have a drink with you, to hang out with you and so yeah. on. Do you think also it's a little bit of ego? Because let's face it, these people come up and they want to take a photo with you. Like the amount of times they go, oh, let's take a selfie together. Oh no, I'll get my friend to like, you know, take a shot. Okay, make sure the lighting's right. Make sure everything's there. Like they'll take 20 photos just to get the right photo with us. And then they want to go to a nightclub. They're like, oh, or go to a certain bar. Like, oh, come to this bar, you know, blah, blah. And they will like, in Verona's, we took half an hour to 40 minutes to decide on which bar, but they wouldn't, they didn't get bored of that. They were just like, no, no, we are going to go out. So do you think a little bit of an ego, like we get treated a little bit more like star factor? Well, yeah, because I think, to be honest, in Moscow, it never happens because first of all, we're doing it for six years every week. Yeah. Now, like three times a week, there is English stand-up in our club. So you can kind of, if you missed one Friday, just come next Friday, yeah. right? It's not a thing that you kind of crave or a thing that is a novelty thing for you. And also people have been seeing us on stage for like years and years. And sometimes we have this, sometimes there are some people who came to the show, let's say in 2015 and 17 and 18, and they come now and they're like, let's do something after the show, let's hang, because I don't, I don't come that often, but I know yeah. you for five years and we're kind of friends or whatever, like acquaintances, buddies. Uh, but in Moscow, yeah, we don't have that. And I think no one does, even like the, the Russian comics, except maybe some TV stars, really. Yeah. Because there is also so much going on and people yeah. have their, like, what will you do on Saturday at 11 when the show finishes? You go drink with your own friends. Like, you won't hang out. To well, we're hobbyists to them. Like, we're just hobbyists. Like, yeah. we're not professionals yeah. who this is where our main income is. And that's the other thing. Like, when you, when with the Veronish crowd, when they're like, when I tell them like, oh, I teach English, they're like, oh, you you have a day job? It's like, yeah, this is not, I can't make a living off this. But they kind of assume that you probably do or you make a fair amount of cash out of it. Like, I don't know, I think they kind of put you a bit more on a pedestal because no one there is doing it. Yeah. So for yeah. you to do it and do it in a big city, I don't know. They, yeah, it's that sort of kind of... Well, it's yeah. also, I think, the and we will come to this, I guess, as well, the the profitability of it all and the cost etc because in moscow to give i don't know 300 400 500 rubles for a show it's a completely usual thing for live entertainment and stuff but there when you price a show that we have to price it to make it worthwhile for us even coming there it's kind of well i'm paying for something exclusive like you yeah. know and, and things like this so i think it's it's the mindset it's the standard it's the frequency that yeah. we don't come that often but it's definitely really nice to be appreciated you know yeah because- and people dress up for it that's the other thing I, I i find amazing because yeah we are that novelty factor but also we're kind of like the you know for us in moscow to be like having an international comedian come right you, know, you, you go to the theater, you dress up for it, you're going to wear a nice jacket or something like that. For them, us, we're that equivalent, you know? We're kind of like the, the city comedians who are coming and you see them dressed up. Like all the women are dressed up in really nice clothes. They're wearing the tightest leather jean pants things or, or cocktail dresses. The guys are wearing sports jackets, sort of like, you know, blazers and things with their like, you know, best jeans and best dress shoes. So... They really dress up for it, like, you know, they come in fur coats and stuff. Yeah, know. it's it's a night out. And we, yeah. we used to have it in Moscow when the borders were open and we could bring, like, headliners, like, yeah. kind of real professional comedians who are yeah, like uh, said, experienced the on, the cir- yeah, on the circuit, on TV and whatever. Yeah, they people dress would, for them, but not for us. People would dress up for that as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and not for us. us, we used to do, like, kind of, and we also stopped it last year or actually the year before, I'm, I'm not sure exactly, but we used to do galas, like yeah. a special show once a year where we showcase all the, let's say, best talent we have in Moscow yeah. in a big venue. We did one in a, a big theater for 500 people, the second one in a smaller one for 
150 people mm. but it's still like it's again it's a theater you sit yeah. in like you watch this big stage and people would come dress up for this and people who wouldn't come to the regular shows would come for this which yeah. means this is the crowd that wants to come to something special but not yeah. to something regular that's yeah, and kind they of want to be guaranteed yeah. that, that you're gonna laugh like you know these are good yeah and this is the, but this is what we deliver when we go to these other cities because we do take like three people that are experienced that definitely have like good mm. 15 20 30 minutes of material probably uh i mean if they if they had to do 30 they could do 30 they had to do 40 and so on and when we go to do these shows in other cities we definitely bring the best uh, yeah best. we're not we're not treating it like an open mic yeah yeah we're not like who wants to go you you mm-hmm. and you okay let's go no it's like we select people etc but yeah. it's really a different approach from them but I'm also really glad that because in Moscow we have it sometimes I met many good people and good friends through stand-up not only comics but actually audience or something like this that would come and hang out and they're now like good friends of mine let's say and Mm -hmm. we hang out in in, and some people that came to some open mics tried it or did like stand up for three months six months then stopped but we are still friends so this like let's say professional professional how would you say side of our communication or our our, Mm -hmm. like whatever ended but we're still personal friends so it's and sadly like we go there only to to this kind of other cities only once every two three months so i can't not even not even like us every time yeah yeah i mean the show goes the show show goes goes and then the same person maybe goes once a year or maximum twice a year so you can't really make friends but mm. it's also nice to see that some people have been coming since the first show and keep yeah. coming back and they're like oh man remember we met like two years ago I'm like yeah I do remember and it's really nice to see you back and do you so ever on. say yeah I do remember and you have no clue well mostly I do remember because if if we've met before probably we've talked and we went to that yeah. drink afterwards or something and sometimes people add me on Instagram or somewhere on yeah, Facebook yeah. Or VK or something like this so I kind of even though I don't remember this person personally yeah, i do yeah. remember like a face or a name or that we hung out that we met so it's mostly genuine yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah i think it's really nice that it's not only about they don't come just for those 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. of us doing written jokes but they come for uh, to meet us to to hang out with us to mm-hmm. i don't know like spend some time to i think it's really nice because it shows that you're not just a performer for them you're a person mm-hmm. okay so at this point you're kind of saying uh, we're both saying that, you know, we go there because, you know, it's a lot of fun with the people. We get to meet interesting people and things like that, right? But what about the financial eagle? What about the financial stakes? Are we making, are we rolling in the cash? Why don't we get the limos? Where's the yacht, huh? Next time, let's do helicopter. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you. I, I, <laughs> I do get paid really well for this. So <laughs> oh, just... in that case, you're skimping on the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's what I said. Like, we can, we always have a limit of, what we can price these shows yeah. uh, because first of all standard is different in in every city and of course like we are not famous professional comics mm-hmm. even if we were and if we put a price of i don't know three thousand rubles then we wouldn't get the people that come because they just maybe they don't have that much yeah. disposable income and so that's why i think we have to price it as we price it and we have limits on number of seats and uh, the reach that we have and of course in those cities number of people who can't speak and understand fluent english so the market is very small Mm -hmm. and the standard is lower than in moscow or when we go to like europe scandinavia germany whatever uk so the price has to be as it is and the capacity is as it is Mm -hmm. and the market size is as it is which means there is always a limit on what we can earn and basically what we can earn is pay off the expenses like the cost of transportation and accommodation 
and hopefully earn a bit to pay for drinks those days in those cities. Yeah. So it's not really profitable. I mean, you can make profit, but it's not something you can make a li- it's, it's living like out of. It's like 15 bucks or something, I think, by the end of the last one. Like, well, we ended up in profit, technically. So the thing is, though, we also have to keep in mind that we're splitting any profit between three people here, right? And, and maybe uh, the actual like venues and all that. So we're splitting this a lot of ways. We're not solo communities. We're not big enough to do a solo tour where people are going to come and, and watch us and fill out a 500-seat theater or something like that. So we're doing like, you know, 40, 60 people, depending on who's going and the popularity and the time of year. And then that's getting split also between various comedians. I mean, uh, I once met a comedian who had started in the 90s. I met him in Madrid. Uh, he'd been like, he'd started with like, yeah, with, with Louis C.K. And all that. Like he knew all these guys and they'd all come up kind of together. And then he took a break. Uh, he ran his own club in Japan and stuff like that. Uh, Jonathan McLaughlin. I believe his name is, uh, you can see him on YouTube, but like he was around the nineties in the heyday of comedy then. And when I was in Madrid, like, you know, he'd taken a huge break and now he was just doing the occasional clubs or whatever, but you could still tell he had it. Like, you know, he was really, really cool on point. And I was like, oh, so, you know, at one point you were doing this for a living. And he was like, yep. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, can you make a living from this? And he was like, uh, yeah, but when I'm on tour, I'm still looking at the $1 Taco Bell meal deals. Yeah. It's like, yeah. No, you're still doing it as cheap as you can. This is this is how we do it as well. I mean, when I go to, I, I, I at this point, I don't want, like some years ago, like let's say three, four years ago, mm-hmm. I would go and sleep even like in a 16 people hostel mm-hmm. just to save that like accommodation money so my profit is higher or at least i pay off the the trip or something now no now i prefer some comfort to have you know like my own bed warm water Mm -hmm. uh heating things like this but still of course we are not staying in like fancy places we are not taking some kind of i don't know private taxis or whatever we take trains we stay in airbnbs and things like this and uh, yeah it's not glamorous it's you know it's not hard it's not like you know i'm not sleeping on a cold floor mm-hmm. i sleep in a nice bed but it's nothing like fancy and sometimes you wait on the street for someone to open the door sometimes <laughs> someone cancels the day before yeah. sometimes there's a party in the common room where people are singing and dancing and you can't sleep so yeah. yeah it's it's not very glamorous it's sometimes very hard and exhausting but people seem to think it is like when i say oh i'm, I'm doing a tour of and they're like, oh wow i think they see hotel rooms and they see us going to like the the venue in a limo sort of thing. i think some people get that impression yeah but really it's uh, it's it, not <laughs> ladies it, and it gentlemen not. it, is it not. absolutely is not and and as you mentioned like with uh, splitting it three ways or sometimes we went on two european tours with five people yeah so central and kind of central eastern or central southern europe let's go with like this yeah. countries like i don't know czech republic slovakia croatia serbia mm-hmm. and so on you really can't price the show yeah. more than i don't know four five six euros there and then you when you divide it like f- five ways plus the organizer plus i don't know the ticketing fee the taxes something yeah. like this you really like we we did we lost money both of those times we lost quite a lot of money mm-hmm. but in the end i think that's really not why you go to these tours at this level at least uh, in this <laughs> period you go to to meet people to have fun with your friends to test your material mm-hmm. etc you don't really go to earn money simply because you really can't like objectively you yeah. can't earn money not doing this so if we then 
say that we know we can't earn money. <laughs> we will cover our expenses yeah. if we're lucky. Like if there is no kind of reason for the show not to sell, if there is no snow blizzard, if there is no, I don't know, long holiday, something that can actually prevent the show from selling out. If we sell like a normal amount of tickets, yeah. we will cover our expenses of uh, transportation and accommodation, mm -hmm. but we will earn basically nothing and even like the drinks we will have in the bar afterwards will cost us money yeah. right so if we say that and we know now that we like uh, stay in let's say not very comfortable or not very friendly ho hostels hotels airbnbs we take trains that we have to uh, run to catch etc we mm, i don't know have have different maybe some problems maybe some extra costs on tour so why why do we do it then what do you think what is the is it worth it what would you say no and we're never doing it again Igor. never never that's it it's over <laughs> no uh yeah it is it is and for me like as i explained to you before like you knew my situation i've i actually start a new job this coming monday like the following monday after this we record this podcast and I'm in the middle, I was in the middle of training at that point. It was a long weekend because of the situation with public holidays here in Russia, but it was in the middle of my training. I, I kind of needed to use that weekend, but instead I went on tour with you guys and I was like, you know, my life, because I don't know when I can do the next one because of how busy I'll be, but I still had to do work. I still had to like schedule stuff. So I, I then had to spend the next night after we got back, I had to spend till four o'clock in the morning catching up on stuff that I should have done while we were on tour. And yet I don't regret it. You know, I still would do it if I, you know, do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's one, it's the experience. I think the, the big thing is it's the experience. It's almost that tick I've been on tour. But the thing is, I've already done it once before. I've done it twice before. I've now done it three times. So it's like, why do I keep doing it? Because it's still fun and it's you get to spend time with your buddies, uh, walking around a city, having a good laugh, sometimes, you know, getting drunk and talking about life and things. It was like, you know, after the first night, we sat down, oh no, the second time in the shitty place, uh, we sat down and we just started talking about life and language and weird things. And it's just cool to be able to do that with your friends and and have this experience. And at the same time, a little ego stroking, get treated a little bit like a star and, and get the taste of what it must be like to be, to be Ricky Gervais or, or to be, you know, Jim Gaffigan for, for, for just, just, just a sliver of it, just a sliver. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It's from the professional side, from the comedian that goes yeah. to perform side. I think it's a very good experience. You're testing your material in front of new audiences and you have a chance to... But at the same time, you're not you're taking ready material, I think is yeah. a big thing. So you take a material that you know will work, or you hope will work, but it's not exactly, it is testing in the sense of it's a new crowd that's not Moscow. So let's see if they still work. But it's almost like that culmination. I've, I, it started as a new piece. You then fine-tuned it. You then did used it in a couple of shows, like you know gala shows or whatever here in Moscow. And now it's like, and now we take it to the people because we don't have Netflix yet. We're not going to get a Netflix special. So this is our Netflix special in a way. Yeah, and plus I think it's also it gives me some kind of pleasure, satisfaction to do even some old jokes that I've done a hundred times in Moscow, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't do it anymore because I'm tired of telling these jokes yeah. when it's a completely new room and I know they've never heard it and they'll probably enjoy it. They'll laugh their asses off. Yeah, I do that joke because it's fun for me to do it again. Yeah, it actually new... all of a sudden the crappy joke that you're like, oh, never do this joke again. You want to do it again. Yeah. You're almost like, oh, I could do that. And you actually get excited. Like it's almost like your first time yeah, again, yeah. almost. So from, I think this, like the experience of performing for a new crowd, 
and a chance to kind of go and meet other organizers and comics yeah. and uh, to, to have it on your comedy resume that you performed yeah. in new countries, new cities and so on, really good. But do I really go for this reason? Kind of, but I think mm -hmm. I go more for uh, traveling, yeah. for hanging out with people, my friends, uh, yeah. other comics, getting to know those people better, for meeting new people in yeah. every city, in every place, for hanging out, for yeah. getting those selfies and photos and drinks and contacts, etc. Yeah. So I think it's really more like this weekend again, yeah, it wasn't really easy, it was really cold, it yeah. was really packed with events, like we would again like travel, check in, perform, mm. drink, wake up, travel, and, and it's kind of, it's stressful, it takes a lot of energy. Uh, if we had like a tour manager or something, yeah. it would be nicer, it would be easier. Of course, if we had bigger profit and we could stay in fancier places, but we also have day jobs, which yeah. means it's not just once a month we go somewhere yeah. travel and the rest of the time we do nothing. We yeah. come back and then do our real jobs <laughs> and things like this. Sometimes so, until four in the morning because we are like, like David until four in the morning. So I think overall why I really go is because it's a fun trip. It's yeah. a fun weekend yeah. away and I get to brush up on my like jokes. I get mm -hmm. to sharpen my comedic skills, but I also get to hang out with my friends, meet people, spend like a weekend that's different than every other weekend that I have. So I, I think every chance, like if, I don't know, next weekend I can go to St. Petersburg, the weekend after that I can go to Kazan, the weekend after that I can go to, I don't know, Voronezh, the weekend mm -hmm. after that I can go to Helsinki, Stockholm, Berlin, and I would every time just make enough not to lose money of yeah. course if i keep losing money <laughs> then i'm i'm having I, i'm making a financial problem for myself yeah but if i just make enough to break even or a little bit more just to feel appreciated for this yeah i'll keep doing it until like i'm i don't know too old to bear it physically or something yeah. like this i think another thing for me like those reasons i agree with but also it's that i'm paying my dues you know, it's like, because you hear of these famous comedians who are like, oh, I remember when I used to go on tour, uh, you know, the, the having to work the door at a club just to get five minute spots. It's that paying your dues thing where you feel like you earned it later on. Like, you know, once they become famous, they're just like, yeah, but I, I worked hard. Like I had to do all this shitty stuff. This is, and it's not shitty stuff, but I mean, it's, this is part of that, you know, going on tours and not making really a profit and putting up with all these things. It's kind of like they'll be the cool stories that you could tell later on. And even if you don't become famous, because I don't think I will, but it's the thing where I can, you know, when I'm thinking about retrospectively, when I'm 60 or 70 years old or whatever, you know, be able to go, yeah, I, I went on tour as a comedian. Like, you know, oh, you were in a band? Well, I was a comedian. You know, that's what I did. And it's that retrospective, like it's the bucket list. It's ticking things off and going, I know that I've done this. And I did it a few times, not just a once off, but actually a few times. Yeah, again, for both professional and, and personal purposes, yeah. I think for professional. And I think it's very useful if we go, for example, this year or next year, or whenever it will be possible to go to Fringe or some other like yeah, festival, we'll some other, like we will know how it is to, to come to a room you don't know, that mm -hmm. is not the same club, the same room you do like every Friday and Saturday. Yep. With a, you, you don't know who will be, the, who will the audience be mm -hmm. you don't know how your 1520 will go uh, you will get after if we do the full run of three three weeks you will get tired and stressed and exhausted at some point as well yeah. as we do on this tour sometimes so it's a very good training for this but also <laughs> i think from the personal camp <laughs> yeah yeah for from the personal point of view as well that i can say that yes five uh sorry 50 people in a city like 
800 kilometers away from Moscow that never heard of me and yeah. never watched actual like stand up in English or something like this, bought a ticket, paid a ticket to come and to see me perform yeah. like five times already now. I mean, it's kind of, it, it does boost your ego a bit, but it also means that what you're doing is worth it and yeah. it's good and mm -hmm. people can recognize the quality and the value of this yeah. which i think is an important step in a even in like a semi-professional career or if you want yeah. to turn it into a professional career because you are trying to see are people ready to to pay you for your work put their money down for yeah. you yeah and, and your uh, material and i think we keep proving again and again through different ways not only these tours but even our regular shows and everything else that it is yeah. so it also makes me feel like there is a bright future ahead and that we can yeah. like, make it bigger and better etc yeah. so i think yeah any chance like tomorrow there is a chance to go to uh some of the guys from our club from our organization the residents went this weekend one weekend after we went south of moscow they went north of moscow mm -hmm. to two new cities it's the first time we have a show there never mm -hmm. before but it's selling really well and the guys are really excited and i really hope they have great shows so we can come back again mm -hmm. so if someone suggests like two cities i've never heard of before i don't know what is the population i don't know how far they are or something like this but do you want to go one weekend and do back-to-back -back shows saturday sunday and you will maybe earn something maybe not but you will not lose money i'll be like yes i'm down when hell I yeah go. hell yeah so <laughs> sign any, me up <laughs> any stress any energy anything like it's fine Kamchatka, where is that who cares let me go <laughs> Yeah, it's a bar in Moscow. Uh, so, yeah, that's that, that's why I think this is a great opportunity. And I think uh, whoever has a chance as a comedian to go out and perform in different cities for different yeah. audiences, they should always find time and energy for that. And I think audiences, if you have a chance to come out and see like visiting comics, mm -hmm. I think it's a great, great thing. Because first of all, if it's not a thing you can see every Friday, then why not use that chance? Yeah. And I'm sure those people are coming with their best jokes, with their best attitude, with their really yeah. biggest wish to make you entertained. And I think it's well worth it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think in these two parts of our On The Road podcast, I think we shared some personal and some kind of, let's say, professional points mm -hmm. of view. And I think maybe it will help people understand a bit better what goes around behind the curtains. That how... Everything is fake. We are frauds. But we really do appreciate you for coming. Yeah, we do. We do appreciate you for coming. <laughs> for making us feel like gods. We, we feel we're mm -hmm. very happy to have people who come to our shows in any city, yeah. in any place. And I really, really feel honored that people recognize <laughs> Recognize my talent and my work and my dedication and I will keep doing this I will keep being on the road even for two days or two weeks or whatever it is if I could get like a year of gigging would be amazing oh, as as long as dream. I can the yeah. dream okay so thank you very much for listening we have been the comedy kiosk and we hope you hear us soon I'm David Munoz and I'm Igor Monday. If you have any questions or suggestions, if you want to see us in your city, in Russia or somewhere else, if you have a bar, a venue, a comedy organization that can have us, hit us up. Why not? Thank you for listening. Ciao. Goodbye. <laughs>